You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to In for Life, the podcast. This is episode 263 called Karen Johnson. All right, guys, just a couple quick things before we get started. First of all, if you are looking for a safe space to land, check out Fertility Rally, which is our community. And we've got hundreds of members all over the country, all over the world. And everybody is there because they want to help each other out and get help, support and be supported. So check us out on fertilityrally.com. We have monthly and annual memberships. The second thing is just a reminder that my first children's book called Work of Art is available now. It's about IVF and assisted reproductive technology, and the official pub date is March 5th. So I'm going to be doing a lot of book events coming up. Check my Instagram at Inferlayf Stories. And also, if you want to get a copy of the book, go to inferlayfgroup.com slash books. All right. So today's guest is a Chicagoan. You guys know I have a soft spot for our people from Chicago or who live in Chicago. It's Karen Johnson, and she is the co-founder and CEO of Bond, which is an innovative line of supplements, reimagining hormone and reproductive health inspired by her experience with infertility. So today, Karen is going to tell us how in 2017, when she started to try to have a family, she learned that she was autoimmune infertile. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the things as usual. We're getting into all of it. So I'm going to let her tell the story. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but without further ado, this is Karen's infertility story. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for doing this today. How are you? I'm great. It's so nice to meet you. So great to meet you as well. We were just chatting about Chicago, where I'm from and where you are now. Lots in common, I feel like already, including fertility stuff. So let's just start at the beginning. Did you always, have you always wanted to be a parent and be a mom? I have always wanted to be a mother. I like could go back to the earliest days of my life and like the baby dolls that I carried around and just like the joy of the whole experience. Like it was my whole childhood. It's all I have ever truly from the bottom of my heart ever desired. And 
it's like so interesting because, you know, we'll talk, I'm sure a bit about like my career and such as well, but, you know, to be a mom and then to have had a career that, you know, has had great milestones and success and to see like the pivot of not becoming just a mother has been interesting, but yes, it's always been on my heart from, you know, imprinted from the day I was born. Yeah. Well, yes, we definitely will talk about all the things, the amazing things that you're doing career wise, (laughs) but let's talk about your story. You know, one thing that always comes up on the show is sex education or lack thereof. What did you know? What did you learn growing up about fertility and women's health and making babies and all that stuff? Yeah. So I feel like nothing, right? I mean, I'm a millennial and really, you know, bottom line, I thought about conception the day I wanted to conceive, which is what is completely backwards about, you know, how we've been raised and kind of what our thinking is as a culture right now. So, you know, there wasn't really education. There was a lot of education on how not to get pregnant, which, you know, everyone gets super fearful of, but, you know, if I had known 17 years ago that I could never really get pregnant on my own with such without such great help, you know, mm-hmm. would have been an interesting turn of events for my life. But right. Yeah. That's, you know, we do talk about that a lot is like the fear of like, it's so easy to get pregnant. Like, you know, you learn that, you know, you, if you don't use protection, you're definitely going to get pregnant. And it's so not like that for so many people, for so many reasons. So let's right. talk about your specific reason. So in 2017, you went to start having your family and you learned that you were autoimmune infertile. What does that mean? And how did you find that out? Sure. So I found it out through um, a long path of discovery on my end, but essentially what it means is that my immune system kind of overtakes and is in control in a bad way of my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And what I have is an underlying autoimmune disorder that lays pretty dormant while I am not during or in a conception period. But when I am trying to get pregnant or just getting pregnant, AKA like the first few days of pregnancy, my body kind of takes over and treats the blastocyst as foreign Mm -hmm. and essentially prevents it from becoming a pregnancy, prevents me from sustaining a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So, so you had, had you had pregnancy loss? Yeah. So I had, um, you know, how, how this all started for me really at the beginning was just complete inability to get pregnant. So not like a touch of a pregnancy, not a whoopsie, not a pause, like maybe positive test, nothing, not a, so like I knew something was like systematically wrong, but, uh, I had to kind of go through the reproductive system and kind of where, you know, healthcare in America takes you, which is, waiting a year to Mm -hmm. receive like any extra support or, you know, for health insurance to support this need. Um, Then, you know, progressing through seeing if my tubes were blocked, they weren't seeing if my husband's sperm was bad. It wasn't progressing with IUIs, seeing if I could increase follicles. I could seeing like, you know, if, if anything could happen with the IUIs again, no hints of a pregnancy at all, beautiful, big embryos, uh, not embryos, sorry, eggs that 
you know, through three, four, then IUIs, just nothing happened with. I went then into IVF where like, I literally should be like framed on the wall as like the poster child for it. Like I went in there, they took 30 plus eggs out of me in a retrieval, which like is probably too many, right? I had a touch of the ovarian hyperstimulation, but yeah, I just have like a fully functioning reproductive system, I guess, to say at the end of the day, like I just like couldn't actually activate the pregnancy after having really great eggs then, you know, in the system of IVF or the, the process of IVF, really great embryos, like tested great quality, you know, sitting in a freezer, um, Mm-hmm. Etc. So uh, we then started doing rounds of IVF, and that's where I started getting or getting positive, and then lo- having a loss. Okay. And uh, my reproductive endocrinologist was saying, "Oh, by the way, your HCG is like we're estimating you were probably only pregnant for like a few hours." Mm. I'm like, "What? A few hours? Wow! Like, that's what so does that even mean? Yeah, like what right. is?" what is happening within a few hours of like this beautiful embryo that is being implanted in my body. That's like shutting it down. Right. Was that the first time that you'd heard of something like that happening? Like like for a few hours, like, yeah, yeah. like something you never really consider or like, yeah. And that was a weird one. Cause like the test was the test like was kind of positive and, you know, but then I was, I did have bleeding. So like we, like I knew it wasn't like a good, anyway, it was a complicated early two hour long pregnancy. So they say, um, but from there, I don't know, this is where like my, my personality kicks in and, you know, whether I'm a Pisces or just another form of delusional, I just went on my own journey. I was like, I'm not waiting until four losses for you to do a recurrent miscarriage blood work panel on me. And Mm -hmm. I truly believe like something is wrong, like inherently here that like, we're not like getting to the root of an issue because everything else is working. Right. So at that point I started researching on my own and like, and this was 20, this was 20s. I got pregnant with my son in 2017. So this was 2016, 2017. I had also started working at Vital Proteins, which is the Blue Tub Collagen Company. I was their yes. CMO. So I have that in my coffee every morning, it's Karen. It's so good. It's I so love good. it. And actually, yeah. look at my daughter. I'm in my daughter's room and she has these right here. The oh, the apple ACB cider gummer, yep, gummies. The gummies. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that gummy project anyway. So (laughs) that's so funny. um, Yeah. So I was employee number five of vital proteins and I got to run their entire marketing program. Wow. What a job. Yeah. It was an incredible like career, like explosion for me, but I was like in this new environment, I'm an, I'm a marketer by trade. And previously I was in the fashion and beauty space. So it was vital proteins was kind of my pivot into wellness, but I entered this community of people who talked about their wellness, cared about their wellness, talked about what they ate. You know, at that time I was doing whole thirties. I was understanding that like waking up with sharp pains in my stomach, like wasn't normal, like having some of these digestive symptoms that I was having, like wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. So I started like 
almost like independently correlating like my health concerns together. I did like all of this research and not just like Google research, like clinical research. Mm -hmm. And I found this doctor who's deceased, who did the, uh, like the initial, he was like the initial pioneer of reproductive immunology. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this whole book called, is my body baby friendly? It's like 700 pages. It's, it's a big one. And in 2016, it wasn't on Amazon. I had to like find someone to like buy the book from, and I got this book and I like poured over every word. And it just goes through like all of the different connections between the immune system and your body and the changes that have to happen for pregnancy to occur. And I realized based on some of the symptoms I was seeing in myself, that there was something greater. I got to the end of the book and I was like, oh, well, this guy is no longer living. What do I do? (laughs) Yeah. So this is Alan Beer. I just looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's called, is your body baby friendly, unexplained infertility, miscarriage, and IVF failure successfully treated with immunotherapy, which is so interesting. Um, Yeah. So it's more accessible now and it has some really good Amazon reviews because I just looked it up again recently too. But yeah. Um, yeah, that that's where it all started. And in 2016, in the back of the resources of the book, there were three doctors listed. And like by some miracle, one of those doctors, which is Dr. Joanne Kwok Kim, is 40 minutes from my house in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I called over there. I was scheduled for my next round of IVF. And I called over there and I was like, I think I have all these problems. They were like, great. Like, it will put you on our wait list. As it's six months long. I was like, Ugh, okay. Yeah. You're like, um, is there something we could do about that? <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. can I send flowers? Like right. I, I'm literally like crazy like that anyway. Yeah. So they said six months. So I was like already starting the meds for the next round of IVF. And okay. because I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if it was just like my own research, like if I could, like, I wasn't sure if I could believe myself at that point. So I was like, we'll just keep going with the IVF and like, we'll keep going on this path as well. Long story short, it was Thanksgiving. I got called. There's a cancellation come in. I got pulled in now two weeks, uh, before my implantation did a full ultrasound, like two and a half hours, like top to like to toe, like thyroid, yeah. everything, full panel of blood work, et cetera. And they called me back 48 hours later and they were like, you need to cancel the IVF. You have the highest level of anti-nuclear antibodies in your blood that, that we can even chart. Like you're wow. going to have an issue with your immune system. Okay. At that so point, it- I was like days away. Did it, did they explain to you specifically? And I think I know what that means, but for people listening that might not know, what does that mean? That means obviously it's not a viable pregnancy because your body is doing what? Yeah. I always forget that, <laughs> you know, I know such big terms at this point. In no, I know. And you know, we have listeners. And so many people don't different... have to. <laughs> yeah. But there's listeners at all different points in their journey. Some people are not even going through infertility. They just like to listen to these stories. But so I love to yeah. just like spit the knowledge when we can and with the basics. Sure. So anti-nuclear antibodies are, they're basically antibodies that lay dormant around the nucleus of the cells in my blood. And when I go to 
get pregnant, they basically um, become activated in a way where those ANA or those anti-nuclear antibody levels really spike up to protect my system. But in turn, when those levels have spiked, what can happen is that they can overprotect the system in a sense. And essentially, my body ultimately overtaking my own pregnancies through high anti-nuclear antibodies, low Th2 cells, and you know a variety of other factors which are correlated to immune function and subsequently microbiome function. Or gut okay. health. Thank you for explaining so there, that. <laughs> yes. So there we were, and I had just found out that I had got I had gotten these really high levels back. They had definitely made the recommendation to cancel the implantation because they were saying like the chances of it succeeding without pre-treating your immune system mm-hmm. were slim to none. This episode is brought to you by Vegamore. I'm always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. With Vegamore, I am able to have noticeably thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free, and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Okay, so I got my box of Vegamore products, and I've been using them all for the past month. The shampoo, the conditioner, the grow hair serum, the hair foam, the eyelash serum, the eyebrow serum. It's been about a month, like I said, and my hair really does feel stronger and thicker. Everything looks better, and the shampoo in particular, I have to say, smells really good. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy-looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily, and my hair and scalp are feeling better than ever. Here's another cool thing. Vegamore has these great value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a time at great savings. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more, and you never run low on the products that you need. And fun fact, guys, Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So here is the deal, my beautiful listeners. For a limited time, you can get 20% off your first order by going to vegamore.com slash infertileaf and using code infertileaf at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash infertileaf, code infertileaf, to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash InfertileAF, code InfertileAF. Thanks, Vegamore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
So you're not going to go forward with the next transfer. Okay. Right. But at that point I was already hyped up on most of the drugs where I still wanted to go through with the transfer. My husband and I had had a plan. We wanted to do two embryos, a boy and a girl. This was going to be like the test to see if we needed to like dive deeper into problems. So like, I didn't want to move off of that plan. Okay. So my now new immune doctors were like, okay, we're going to put you on a smattering of drugs to protect your system. And we're going to treat you with a medicine, which is actually an infusion into your, into your bloodstream of Mm -hmm. what is called IVIG which counteracts the activity of those anti-nuclear antibodies and other cells. Like some people get high in K cells, et cetera, and some of their miscarriage autoimmune mm-hmm. reports. Okay. That's so cool that they're e- even able to do that. So is that what happened? You got the infusion? Yeah. So I was infused, um, before the implantation and I carried infusions one to two of them a week until I gave birth at 35 weeks. So time out. So you did get pregnant. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I got the infusion and I tested positive and was pregnant right away. We had implanted two embryos and wow. the pregnancy, um, it went really quickly into me needing additional support and treatment. And unfortunately, already by week seven, my immune system had overtaken one of the two embryos and we started to see my daughter's heart rate decline. So they told me that the following week or the week after I would miscarry her, but my best chance would be that she didn't come out because then she would pull the other embryo out with her. So it's what's called like a vanishing twin where you keep the miscarriage in your body. Okay. How did that feel emotionally? You know, you've been through a lot up till this point, you know, what is that to get that diagnosis? What was that like? Oh, it was the worst. It was one of the worst days of my life. My mom was in town from uh, Arizona and she came to the ultrasound to like see her first grandchildren. And we got that news and it was Thanksgiving. So I I was immediately put on bed rest. Um, and I, I didn't go to the Thanksgiving dinner the next day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, those are the dark, dark days of your life. Right. Right. But um, how did you navigate that? You know, I feel like at the end of, well, through, through my journey, I've navigated in totality around like a lot of meditation and just like believing in a higher being. In my case, that's God. And, you know, that can be translated, of course. But, you know, in this case, I had my son still in me that I was still pregnant with that we were already charting heart rate and growth on week over week. I was getting one to two ultrasounds a week. So I just ultimately felt like I couldn't be taken over because gosh, what, what does that mean on top of all of these other problems? And, you know, I wanted my son to have the best chances. Mm-hmm. So we progressed and I didn't end up miscarrying her out. So her heart stopped a week later and we, uh, I, I we progressed through the pregnancy until, uh, week 35, which, again, huge treatment protocol. So, you know, 
more to say there, hematomas, you know, a lot of bleeding and a lot of other things happen, but I was able to keep him until week 35. And then my immune system ultimately took over, broke my bag. And I went into like, kind of like a nine one one situation because the fluids I leaked were blood. So we oh, thought wow. he was dead and like, that's that, terrifying. Yeah. And so I called nine one one, you know, I was like, I was legit eating nachos, like on my couch when this happened, like not ready. Right. We called nine one one. Scary. And yeah, I called for the ambulance, and the nine one one operator was like, "I just want to let you know, like, the ambulance is going to take you to the closest hospital, which wasn't Northwestern, which is where I was planning to give birth." So mm-hmm. I canceled nine one one. I got like my fetal Doppler out of a box, like huge crime scene basically in my house. And my my husband drove me to the hospital while I'm like trying to Doppler a heartbeat to see if he was still alive. We get to the hospital and they're like, oh yeah, you're just in labor. Wow. What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I just said, oh my God, like 10 times. Cause this is (laughs) It must have just been terrifying and not knowing what was happening and thinking you're losing the baby and who knows what's going to happen to you and all the blood and, you know, everything. It's yeah, just, it was it yeah. was wild. It's like the right. things like I went to the like the classes about like birth and no one was like, it might be blood. <laughs> right. This might happen. Exactly. Like, isn't exactly. that? I mean, that's that's right. a good to know for me, but Right. So you made it Um, to the hospital. Yeah. So we made it to the hospital. So basically my bag had broken. It's kind of like a symptom of, of having autoimmune issues. So my water had already broke. So I labored naturally for 24 hours. And then they basically decided like your tailbone is in the way or, you know, an an oddity unrelated. And I had a C-section. He came out, you know, they lined up the doctors in the NICU doctor after doctor ready to take him. And he came out seven and a half pounds. Didn't go to the NICU for one second, little like angel of my heart. So, wow. Yeah. So the journey did work, you know, ultimately, and he's five now. Oh my gosh. So what, after everything that you had been through, just having him, what did it feel like to finally get to take your son home after all that? Oh, just heaven on earth. It just like was all worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's so cheesy, but no, I don't think it's cheesy. He's just everything. He's everything. Yeah, absolutely. No, the story doesn't end there. I was going to say, no, that's not the (laughs) end of your story. You do have two kids. Spoiler alert. Um, Do you want to talk about having your daughter as well? Yeah. Or Okay. Um, Cause I also want to talk about, you know, starting this company, which came from your experience with autoimmune infertility and everything that you'd been through and navigating all that. So, yeah, for um, sure. Okay. So what happened next? So after my son turned one, we decided we wanted like more than anything for him to have a sibling. And like, that was just really important to us. It doesn't ha- like it, it's not, it doesn't have to be important to everyone. And like, I feel like I spent a lot of time, like really processing, like could I be a parent of just one child and like what that would feel like and be like, and I really wanted him to have a sibling like Mm -hmm. more than anything else. So 
we decided that time I would try to pre-treat my immune system, get it to a normal level before going through the IVF and a chance of having an easier pregnancy, an easier time. I got my immune levels to a regular place through a similar treatment protocol. Again, IVIG, prednisone, mm-hmm. you know, a, a variety of other drugs actually. But, and then we went to implant again, it was a positive, a girl embryo, very exciting around uh, week seven or eight. I started experiencing um, bleeding and from the ultrasounds I um, and, and, both situations have had hematomas that have been an issue and have created like almost like false miscarriage symptoms, but also almost compromised the pregnancy. I'm not really sure if that's related to what goes on with my immune system, but um, we know we knew there was like a fairly large hematoma right next to her, you know, and when she was five six weeks gestation, which was like crazy to even be having ultrasounds at that time. Like you can't even really see, like it was bigger than what she was. So it was very scary that we were going to lose her. Right. So I spent, uh, after about only week six, I was put on immediate bed rest. So basically, you know, just using the restroom, um, because we were so scared that the hematoma was going to overtake her, I made it to week 12 and everyone felt like everything was in a more stable place. Um, A lot of the immune functions and uh, the modulation that happens goes through um, and most importantly happens around week six to eight. So by week 12, we were feeling more confident, but sadly at week 13, uh, my water broke and well, I had ended up getting a really bad infection actually, um, that kind of overtook me a sinus infection. I don't want to, I don't want to terrorize people with fear, but it ended up being the cause of like, almost like an overload of bacteria and inflammation that broke my water and, um, unfortunately, uh, compromised the pregnancy. So I lost her right at 13 weeks and sorry. I'm so, so um, sorry. Yeah. I feel like the hardest part was just knowing that she was like, she was good and that it was me, you know, Mm. like knowing that if she had chosen another mother or another vessel, I know you have to work, you know, I had to work through a lot of these things, but that's the hardest part about this situation that I feel like I had to live through because I had to really forgive myself. Like I had to move past like a lot of stuff, but I tell the story of her because you know, I came home from being in the hospital from that. My mom had flown into town to help take care of me. And more importantly, my son, who was, you know, probably around two at that time. And I just like sat at that dinner table that night and was like, I'm turning this over. Like, I'm going to just choose joy. Like, I'm going to stop controlling my path. Like, I... I feel like, like, I'm just going to see what happens. And a month later was the biggest moment in my career where I presented the brand vital proteins to an array of potential acquirers and, you know, on a big stage. And then COVID hit 
the next month. And then two months later, we sold vital proteins. So it was like whiplash of like extreme highs and extreme lows. But, you know, at, at that point, I was feeling just so mentally overloaded by what had happened to me that I pursued surrogacy for my daughter who Ruthie, who is here now. And it's also kind of because I, I got a psychic reading and I've always like had this psychic who has helped me in life and she's yes. so much of my stuff, but I love a psychic. Yes. She said, if you get a surrogate, it'll be a really great experience for you. Like it'll be a healing experience for you and a very easy journey. If you do the journey, you'll have another loss, but then you're going to end up getting pregnant again. So I was like, okay, this is like settling, you know, to hear like, you know, this could go really well. I don't have to worry about like the things people worry about with surrogacy. Like I can just go into this like very calmly. So that's what I did. And Ashley, who was my surrogate is like a sister to me. We had a beautiful pregnancy first. How did you find Ashley? Uh, I used an agency here in Chicago. Okay. ARR, which is now Kind Body, their surrogacy program was bought by Kind Body. So yeah, so I used an agent and yeah, we can talk surrogacy things too. But yeah. So tell me about the process of of figuring out that you and Ashley were going to be a, a good match and you know, all that. Like how did you know that she was the one, basically? Yeah. So it's, it's different than dating. Like you don't kiss a lot of frogs before you meet your prince. Like the agent is really like the surrogacy agency. That is their ultimate job. So you go through psych, uh, psychological evaluations and a lot of like discussion around like morality and values before you get introduced to a potential surrogate. Because when you're in the situation of surrogacy, you have to decide things like if something happens to the pregnancy at this point, what do you do? If something happens to the pregnancy at that point, what do you do? Mm -hmm. My husband and I, and where our hearts were at that point was strictly no termination for any reason. So even if something was wrong with the baby and we knew that baby wasn't going to live outside the womb, we didn't want to pursue any sort of termination, which is not a route people take, not because they're bad people, but because so much money gets involved with surrogacy. So anyways, we ended up getting matched with her like right away because that we had like almost an easier time finding someone because our clauses or like values matched up in, in Mm. an easier way, so to say. Okay. Um, so we got matched with her. She was the first woman that we met. We met her and her husband. Part of being a surrogate is you need to be in a, in a marriage and have children of your own that Mm -hmm. you've raised. So She had three beautiful children in the house and just had a heart for wanting to do something for someone else and felt like it was her journey to do that in this life, which is the best reason to, you know, be a surrogate. Yeah. Um, So So much love to all the surrogates out there. It's such a selfless thing to do. It's so selfless. It's so selfless. And like, 
just getting to know her while she was pregnant with my daughter was so beautiful. I hope that people really who are considering it really try to look at it like that and not as an arrangement because like even now visiting her with Ruthie and just like having a different story, like it's okay. And it's just been, it's been great and pure and wonderful for us. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, yeah. So Ruthie was born in 2021 and okay. that is, uh, after she was born, I looked at her and said, I have everything in this life. Like all my dreams from the day I was born or have come true and just decided like, like most of us do in this industry, actually, like that it's my time to give back and to try to help other women and to try to help other women and prevent them from having to get to the levels of trauma that I did. Because, you know, if you don't have to, why you gotta? (laughs) And so that's the path I'm on. So Last year I founded my company, which is a wellness brand called bond. Right. And bond is uh, a line of supplements centered around reproductive health, which is, uh, fertility, future fertility, your conception and your hormones and menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So I concepted the brand, um, in my basement. Uh, or the products of the brand in my basement, um, Mm -hmm. based on research and clinical work and doctors and and professors that I've been able to learn from and Mm -hmm. came out with uh, a line of five products, um, each based on different needs uh, of a reproductive system, so to say. So I have daily balance, which is like your foundational multivitamin that has additional vitamins, nutrients, et cetera, for hormones, cycles, and Mm. your reproductive system. So you're getting microbiome support, you're getting Mm -hmm. immune support in there, and then you're getting other ads like magnesium and acetal, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. And then conception products. So conception for her and conception for him. Uh Those are encapsulated uh, pills, just three a day for her that she, um, that women should be taking to help with their egg quality, egg reserve, and overall ovulation process um, during Uh their conception period. Uh And then on top of that, additional products for uh, and specific to menstrual cycle health. So inositol, which uh, works through the blood sugar pathway to support hormone balance and insulin sensitivity. And then um, we have cycle care coming out here next month, which will kind of be your all-in-one for um, supporting your cycle day over day. That's amazing. So, yeah. I, you know, like we said, it's I love that, you know, what you went through, your personal journey became the catalyst for creating something that you saw, you know, a hole in the market or, you know, something that would help women who same reason I do what I do is to help people coming after us to make it easier for them so that they don't have to be so traumatized and, you know, just helping them navigate it. So I love that it's coming from such a personal place and, you know, congrats on the line and everything. Tell us about, before we wrap, I'd love to, to talk about you know, the, the autoimmune stuff a little bit more, if anybody is just finding out maybe that they're in that world or that they're autoimmune and fertile, what are some first steps or some things that, you know, now that you wish you knew that about that navigating that, 
that part of it. Yeah. I'm really glad that that's your last question because I feel like that's just the important piece to kind of drive home here, which is that, okay, there are two places to kind of start in discussing this, which is number one, your immune system has to be treated as a system that changes day over day, day out during a pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people look at pregnancy as almost like a homeostatic period where it's like you're pregnant and then you're not pregnant, but the immune system Mm -hmm. actually like has to accept the blastocyst as a foreign object, which is creating thousands upon thousands of new immune cells and immune reactions that have to take place for implantation to occur, but also placentification to happen. So if you really think about it, you have to create an immune environment and an environment in your immune system and your microbiome. The two are really, really hand in hand prior to putting yourself into the conception period so that those processes will function correctly for you when you get there, meaning that you need to be supporting your immune system and your microbiome on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And you need to make sure foundationally that you're not having any issues within those two systems. And the second piece is throughout your pregnancy, your body's inflammation response changes. And again, it's back to the whole idea of your pregnancy, like, isn't just the same, you know, trimester two to trimester one, they've actually identified that during trimester one, you need to be, or first trimester, you need to be in a, in a, in an inflammatory state so that your body can accept the pregnancy. And then you need to go anti-inflammatory into second trimester. And then you need to go back to an inflammatory for your body to actually give birth. Now, if I had known that I would have been able to say as it was happening, why my miscarriages were really taking place. You know, it sounds like I knew a lot back then, but I've really, you know, had to pull a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. And you need the number one question I get from women who reach out to me directly is what happens to me now that I'm pregnant? Like, okay, I'm pregnant positive. Do I still, I'm, do I still need to support my immune system? Mm -hmm. Can I, can I go back to regular eating habits? Like, no, Mm -hmm. you need to go into an anti-inflammatory state in trimester two. Like, okay. you need to know that. And there needs to be education yeah. where women are getting by their OBs, by their doctors, by the people that they trust also that, you know, these different various things can happen and do happen in pregnancy. So I just feel like more knowledge is power. And that 100%. some of these pieces of like the immune system are just so wildly mis not even misunderstood, just not even discussed or considered that 100%. it would help women tremendously. I mean, the number yeah. one reason women think they are losing miscarriage at week eight is because of a genetic mutation in their right. embryo. Like I would beg to differ at this point. So interesting. Thank you so much for sharing all, you know, dropping all the knowledge and so if people want to, you know, reach out to you or find out about Bond, tell us where they can find you and follow you and all that stuff. 
Yeah, we're at bond.life or Instagram and TikTok underscore bond life. And mm-hmm. you can DM me there and um, we can chat and uh, talk that way about stories as well. I would love to connect. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best and the most loyal. I really appreciate it. If you have two seconds to go rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to it on whatever platform, five stars and a short review, that would be amazing. I also want to remind you about Fertility Rally Community, which is open all every single day. It's open now. Go to fertilityrally.com and check out our monthly and annual options. We've got five to six support groups per week for people that are going through basically anything in the family building sector. And also finally, check out Work of Art, my book that is being published on March 5th, 2024. It's available for pre-order now. It's all about IVF. It's a children's book. It's super duper cute. And thank you to everybody who's got it so far. But if you want a copy, go to infertilifegroup.com slash books. Okay, that's my spiel. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.